Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, thanks very much for joining us. Coming up on this episode, two businesses that are going from strength to strength in Cork and also more awards. We're handing out awards left, right and centre in Cork and we'll hear about these ones from Network. But first off, we want to begin with a good news story. A hundred new jobs being created by a company based in Cork and it's all helping to address climate change. One of the big issues facing everyone, particularly as the government plans to reduce emissions by 51% in 2030, which is leading a lot of homeowners to say, well, how can I make changes that will mean I'm doing my part? My next guest set out on a journey to help that particular vision some years ago and he has just opened a new showroom for Energy Wise Ireland and a one-stop shop in Cork to help people with greening up. Uh, joining me now is the CEO of Energy Wise Ireland, Berth Sheehy. Hiya Berth, how are you? Hi Jonathan, thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on the expansion. You're, you're up in the Hollymount Industrial Estate uh, on Cork's north side. Tell us a little bit about the new showroom, what it looks like. Okay, um, the new showroom is state-of-the-art, it's very modern, but it gives uh, companies or homeowners a chance to walk in and, and see what their options are. They get to see and feel the product. So we've, we've heat pumps inside there, and people aren't sure what is a heat pump. They can visualise, they can touch it, they can see where, what, where it'll fit or won't fit, and we explain how that works. We have uh, solar panels, because solar panels are very important and very topical at the moment because of the price of electricity. We have car chargers in here. We have hot water diverters, how they all integrate together. We have battery storage units, inverters. We have things to do with energy monitoring and energy management. We have some ventilation systems. So effectively, anything to do with your home or your building or renovating, uh, we have it here and yeah. at least you can touch and see which is great well that's it you can get in and these things are all theoretical until such time as they're installed but you can now look at them which is important what level of knowledge is out there amongst the consumer at the moment Berth about the types of tech that's there and, and do people kind of know what they want before they come through the door they, they a lot of now I suppose versus maybe back 10-12 years ago people were very unsure now they have a good idea if they know, they say, look, I want solar panels. I want to heat pump. They might know the ins and outs of how it works, but they know that's what they want. They know they want to decarbonize. They want to move away from oil or they want to move away from gas. And they're saying, oh, what's the best option for me? How how can this work? How can I, you know, get electricity from solar panels? How is that going to contribute to my house? What will it save me? Uh, what else can it do? You know, and we, we go through all the ins and outs of that with the customers. And, some some projects just won't work. They're just not suitable. Some people, if they come in and say, I want a heat pump, but the, the very important thing with a heat pump is you need to have a reasonably well-insulated house um, to, before you put in a heat pump. So that they may end up doing other works. They might actually come through and go down a, a one-stop shop where they upgrade insulation, windows and doors and other works before they put in the heat pump as part of that. So it's, it's, it's a journey. And I, I guess until they come in, they won't know where what part of the journey they're on. Yeah, you know? I mean, so. the, the, the fear, of course, is it's going to cost you an absolute fortune. There are grants out there, but like most grants, they're very complicated and, and, and tricky to, to navigate. I mean, do people come in and go, I'd love to do it, and then go, oh, I can't because I can't afford it, or I, the grant is too much? Yeah, they, um, I guess the, the, the very first thing people end up doing when they come in, it, not so much for solar, is pretty straightforward, but for let's say for a heat pump, we have to do a technical assessment of the house. So that there is there's costs associated with that. 
but the, the grant for a heap on Balone is six and a half thousand euros. So it's a substantial grant. And sometimes people don't realize how good the grant is. And believe it or not, if if they end up doing other measures, maybe insulation and maybe one or two other bits they need to do uh, to get the house up to, uh, I suppose, close to B2 standard, they'll get top-up grants and they'll even get a launch bonus with the heat pump, which is another 2,000 euros. They might get 2,000 euros towards RADs. They'll get a contribution towards windows, the insulation. You know, a lot of that sometimes is paid for completely. So the grants are fairly comprehensive. And until, you know, I suppose until we look at it, um, and see each house is different, but people are pleasantly surprised with the grants uh, challenges. Yeah, you've been at this a good while. I mean, the business started out in 2009, very much a, a, a small team of three and a family yeah. business. Did you expect it to grow as much as it has, Bert? Uh, no, to be honest, we you you always have your little dreams and ambitions and, and, and you look at it. But if you go back to 2009, it was a very different time you know, and like we were, we were in a recession and like, I suppose I originally started off, I believe it, electrical contracting in uh, 2005 and we did a lot of projects. We, I suppose we employed 13 or 4, I think up to 16 people back then and it was great, massive learning curve. But when the recession came, gave us a massive education and how things can go the other way as well. And, you know, you go from one extreme to another, but it gave me time to focus on the renewables, the energy efficiency. I did a lot of courses on energy efficiency in buildings. I got KNX certified again. And it, it just kind of, I suppose, in one way, it led to an opportunity, the recession, and um, pushed me, gave me the time to go down the, uh, this route and look again back to three people but you know bit by bit we get a job here get a job here we'd cover a wide enough web to be fair to get enough work we were covering kind of cork limerick and Kerry because there wasn't enough work back then just on renewables in one area but look that that steadily grew come fast forward a few years building regulations changed in 2014 and it 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 um it helped us dramatically we opened in 2013, we opened the premises in North Point Business Park in Cork. So we were well positioned when building regs changed. We had a lot of projects done in different areas. Building regulations essentially meant that anyone building a new house had to put in some form of renewables. And heat pump was starting to work out the most uh, viable option. And we were well positioned, so we were ahead of the market. And it looked, to be fair, it, it gave us a, a good head start in Cork. You you have you know, got so. you've got support in the family, as uh, your wife Rosemary is involved in the business as well. So it's very much a team affair, is it? Yeah, um, I suppose Rosemary's a software engineer, and um, software is very important uh, nowadays in how we, we tie all the systems together and how everything works. And everyone wants to visualize and well, how, is it, how is it performing? How can I log in? How can I see? And look, Rosemary has transformed the business for us, to be fair. She's an extraordinary person, extraordinary businesswoman, and her expertise in the company. Um, and the software side of it has a really have really tied a lot of parts together. And look, it's it's great to have her involved, you know, and uh, it's working great. And yeah. I, I suppose we, we both have the we, we both have the same passion. We're we're very conscious of the environment. We're very dedicated to our jobs. We're, obviously, we're dedicated to our families, and you know, we're we work well together. And look, it's it's great. Yeah, and so. if she was here, I'm sure she'd say lovely things about you as well. But it's nice that you had the opportunity to do that. Um, Bert, you're looking for a hundred new staff, and it's kind of across a different set of roles around Munster. So it, it it's it's a little bit of everything, and anybody who might be involved in green energy, you're looking to bring in. It, it is because I suppose because of the areas we cover. 
we've we do as we said there solar panels so if you were to talk about different things solar panels you need you need install uh, roofers um electricians you know so there's two parts to that we do a lot of uh, car chargers and we do fast chargers and dc chargers and you know there's some of the dc chargers there's an element of civils works as part of that and again electrical in um other is heat pumps and that's more plumbing uh, associated with that but then the one-stop shop has a lot of project management associated uh, general operatives as well. All these additional roles all need to, again, in-house design teams, um, project management. So all that, so that in turn leads to more account staff and more, you know, even admin as well. So right across the board, uh, we, we're expanding and look, it's exciting times for us. EnergyWiseIreland.ie is the website if you want to look up uh, what they're doing over there. It's a brilliant story. We wish you and Rosemary and everybody else involved the very best. Berth Sheehy, CEO of EnergyWise Ireland. Thanks for joining us on Red Business. Thanks very much, Shannon. Now, when you go into a supermarket, you buy all the products you need from week to week. But do we ever think about how they came to be on the shelf? Well, Mike McGrath and Martin Fitzgerald did think about it and they came up with a way to make a supermarket buyer's job a lot more efficient by cutting their sourcing time using new technology. And the result is Quega, which has just closed a €1 million funding round led by the Reesdale Food and Beverage Group. Mike McGrath, how are you? I'm brilliant. Absolutely great, Jonathan. It's been a busy week here at Quega. Great news, as you said. I'd imagine so. Now, Quega is spelled K-W-A-Y-G-A, but it's obviously a play on 50, is it? Exactly. It is the Irish word for 50. There's 50 million companies in the world that should be traded across borders, but are not, according to the World Bank. And that's what we're helping them doing. We're helping particularly food and drinks companies to internationalise, connect with buyers across borders. Yeah. Now, the problem if you are a producer is that supermarkets are big and scary and to get into them is very hard. Then to stay with them is is equally tricky. Are you looking to um, democratise that process a little? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like there's huge food producers across the globe and they have very strong relationships with supermarket buyers and they're great at producing vast volumes. But there's niche areas now which buyers need help with and there's emerging trends in categories. They're also looking to make new private label opportunities and that's where we come in. Uh, Buyers have a particular blind spot with emerging and scaling producers, particularly if if they don't have the the language and capability locally. So that's where we help them. We help them to identify fantastic producers across the globe and and allow to increase the range and increase the quality of produce that we have on shelves. It's kind of David versus Goliath in many ways because the supermarkets are so big. So how, how do you um, get buyers connected with perhaps those those smaller fish? Well, we have, we, it's actually technology driven. I would have done this myself manually over 10 years ago as I started supply.e and, and it was very laborious and very time consuming and that's what a lot of buyers are still doing. But we've created a smart technology. It's actually a web crawler which gathers up a huge amount of data points on food producers and drink producers and then we can present that as a shortlist, a curated shortlist for supermarket buyers and, and since the result is, is the fastest supplier sourcing engine in Europe. So how does it work then? So you are a supermarket buyer and you're looking for, I'm just going to say, onions. Do you go to Quega and put in onions and you say, well, there's great onions over here? 
Yeah, well, we, we, we have a weekly engagement with all our supermarkets. So we sit down with them, we understand what they're looking for exactly. So if they're looking for onions, we need to understand the type, the size, the range, the grade, uh, the, the, the volume that they're looking for, even where they perceive the onions should come from, from a jurisdiction perspective. And if there's any certifications that that supplier should have, we take all those data points and we create a, a long list of suitable suppliers. We work with those suppliers then to assess their capacity and capability and interest in working with this particular buyer. And we create a short list. And that short list then is it's gold to a buyer. They have a, a list of producers who have capacity, capability, lovely onions and, and samples ready to go, commercials that make sense. And it just saves so much time. This used to take months in the past. It would take buyers months to identify a new producer. Now we're doing it minutes. And how do you then uh, get the producer to be able to scale? I mean, presumably they'd have to be ready to scale if they're to take on a big supermarket contract. Exactly. We we do we do assess their their, their trajectory, we'll say, and what their growth pattern. And and look, a lot of these producers are, are dealing with some very good grocery and large multiples across the continents, but they may not be exporting. So we help them on, on that regard. We also can put them in touch with experts around packaging, labeling, distribution, and logistics. So if they need supply chain partners to, to support that contract long term. That, that, that is evolving now in the ecosystem on Quagga.com. Yeah, and of course, Ireland is full of brilliant food suppliers um, that are literally chomping at the bit to get their uh, produce out there. Is this going to make it easier for them to access locations outside of the island of Ireland? So in other words, getting their produce onto shelves in Spain or in Finland or in Japan or wherever? Yeah, absolutely. From the fundraiser that we've concluded there recently, most of the effort is going to be in sales and marketing, particularly in the UK and further afield in Europe. And that's us working with more supermarket buyers. That's us identifying their requirements and then presenting with suitable suppliers. And as you said, Ireland has fantastic producers. I was down in Blas and Dingle over the weekend at, at the food festival there and the awards. And it's amazing the innovation and the quality of produce that's coming off the island. Yeah. Uh, the Reedsdale Food and Beverage Fund, now that, that's a venture capital fund, but it's been established yep. by some of Ireland's best known and most accomplished financiers, including Enterprise Ireland, Musgrave, Coca-Cola, Monaghan, Mushrooms, Tate and Lyle, loads of big names in there. I mean, they were your toughest first test, weren't they, to get this funding? Yeah, I know they were. And, and, and to be honest, um, they're a great partner. Uh, the funding is was wonderful, but also the doors that they will open is, is, is very important to an early stage business like ourselves. So we see we feel it's smart money and we're looking forward to working with those guys over the years ahead to build a very significant business here in Cork. Well, the business is Quaga.com. It's K-W-A-Y-G-A.com. Its co-founder and CEO is Mike McGrath. Mike, we wish you the best of luck with it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Delighted to be on the show. Finally, the Network Ireland Businesswoman of the Year Awards drew an overwhelming response this year. 370 applications from members across the organisation's 17 branches. We only care about the one in Cork, obviously. And we were victorious in not one but two categories. Susan Dunlay of Dupuis Synthes was named Best STEM Professional. Helen Witcherly of the Celtic Ross Hotel was named Networker of the Year, a new category uh, that celebrates Network Ireland's 40th anniversary. And I'm delighted to say, friend of the podcast, Helen Witcherly, is with us now. Helen, how are you? Hi, Jonathan. I'm great. I'm really great. Thank you. Uh, congratulations. Networker of the Year. I mean, obviously, that's uh, that's top of the pile. You must be delighted. Yeah, I, I'm thrilled. I really am. Uh, I'm, I'm over the moon. It, it's a wonderful feeling. What is a networker? I mean, I'm a bit slow. Um, well, I think everyone in their own way is a networker, Jonathan. Um, it's just, it's about connecting with people, listening to people, um, being kind, 
Um, you know, it's not some people might think it's this hard sell you need to do. It's it's not. It's about connecting and building relationships. I suppose it comes naturally to some people more than others, but ultimately we all need a little bit of help along the way. Even the best people in the world may be down from time to time and need a bit of support. And and that's kind of what Network Ireland and Network Cork was set up for, wasn't it? It was uh, many years ago, 40 years ago, in fact, nationally. And, it, and that's why I joined it. That's why I joined the Cork branch was in order to meet like-minded women in business in Cork um, to help connect with other, to connect with my peers um, across the business sphere. Um, and, you know, as you said, some people connecting and networking comes more naturally. Some people, uh, everyone needs a bit, a, a bit of help. I mean, I would certainly have done various um, training and, and network itself. Network Ireland will do some of the events, will show you different skills in networking. Um, and, you know, just because I won Networker of the Year doesn't mean I don't sometimes find it a bit challenging and sometimes you can be still a bit shy or cautious. But I look just by being being yourself and, and being friendly and kind and smiling. You don't underestimate the power of a smile. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we all know what miserable looks like. I much prefer to talk to someone who's smiling. Um, there has been a lot of changing attitudes out there towards women in business in recent years. Uh, and. I mean, we're not anywhere near where we need to be, but is progress being made? Um, it it is, but you you do. There's more more to happen, really. Um, progress is slow, and there's many different challenges for women in business. Um, and then you go into the likes of Network Ireland, where you've got this such supportive group of people around you where you will find somebody going through the same thing that you are and that you can talk to and that will challenge you and that will help you um, and have some wise words or just just encouragement. Um, because, yeah, it, it's it's challenging. Um, so that's why, you know, Network Ireland is so important and I wouldn't be where I am without it. Um, and I know many of the members can attest to that. Mm. Uh, but then there are ex- many external factors that can just make the whole uh, women in business a bit more challenging. Uh, w- one of the things that I've noticed doing the podcast is that we've had so many fe- female entrepreneurs go out on their own um, since COVID. COVID was this massive accelerator. People realising, well, I can be in charge of my own destiny as opposed to uh, having to set up someone else's. And those women are coming through now. Those businesses are maturing. They're becoming more successful. So kind of we're in a space whereby networking is only going to get better, isn't it? That we started off with a smaller cohort. Now we have a bigger cohort. We just need to keep it going. Yes, uh, you're completely right. Um, you know, I don't say that often about you, Jonathan, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I take um, the compliment when it's fair. Women are, are, look, women are doing it for themselves because there's a, women entrepreneurs have taken the control into their their own hands, um, their their own lives. Um, they work damn hard um, in order to do it because they're passionate about it and they want to do it. Um, and they've had to just take that uh, control into their own lives themselves. Um, and yeah, and it continues to grow, you know, the, the more seeing is believing. Um, so the more you see people, women doing it and the support network that's out there, um, you know, and the support does come from men and women, you know, it's um, but there is a uniqueness to the support women give each other. 
Um, and the more that it happens, the more that it'll grow and the more traction women in business. And look, ultimately, women rule the world. So, they, I, I, you know. <laughs> and who am I to dispute that? Uh, now, I, that. I, I, as well as being networker of the year, which is a busy enough full-time job in its own right, you're, you're still involved in the Celtic Ross Hotel. Um, how has it been uh, this year? The weather's been cat, but you've been doing an awful lot to keep your guests happy. Yes, um, we're, look, we have a fantastic product. I mean, you can't beat Ross Carberry. And when you come down around the, the hill across the causeway, I mean, Ross Carberry is stunning there. The lagoon, the bay, the village, the square. Um, it's just superb location. Um, the staff we have, they, they're passionate about it. They love it. Um, you know, and you can't... That's not something you can just make happen. You know, they they just love it. Um, we try to build that culture within the hotel. You know, we want to be welcoming for our guests all the time. Um, so I, I do like to think, you know, we punch above our weight. We work hard at it. Um, we've yeah, we've great product, great staff. Um, and uh, yeah, we just we just love it. It's been the summer's been good. Yeah, the summer's been good. Um Look, there's many, everyone is well aware of those external factors from recruitment to energy prices, and we are absolutely affected by them in a a big way. Uh, But, you know, we we have to keep moving forward bit by bit. um, And, you know, we get rewards, you know, for that. We get great reviews from our guests. um, And then, you know, we get TripAdvisor accolades. We get um you know hot 100 hotel independent irish independent travel accolades so you know we're we're obviously doing something right yeah definitely and uh, to be fair never a bad complaint about the celtic ross it is a fantastic spot and we wish you continued success down there and congratulations to yourself and to susan for flying the cork flag at the network ireland awards it's been an absolute pleasure helen thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us thank you jonathan And that's it for this episode of Red Business. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Don't forget, Red Business in Focus continues. It's our video podcast series with thanks to Cork's local enterprise offices. And you'll find it now on redfm.ie. Fiona Corcoran was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.